The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Tommy Dreamer talk NXT. That's right. We're going to see Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton in a match next week on NXT. How did it happen? We'll talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast, plus the ending of NXT between Braun Breaker and Von Wagner and the very controversial blackout. What are we talking about? You'll find out on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, we talked to Al Snow from OVW and the debut of the TV series Wrestlers on Netflix right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Very, very interesting, this clash that's going to take place on NXT next week. You talk about a boost, uh, the man coming back to NXT. Um, I had said this, and you agreed. I mean, there was one point Becky Lynch was the biggest WWE star on the roster. And her coming to NXT gives one hell of a boost to NXT, gives one hell of a boost to that show, and... I mean, where they go with this finish, if she's going to win the NXT title, that's awesome. Uh, what a boost for young Tiffany Stratton to be um, spotlighted in this way. It's a big, big, big match for her and a big match for Becky. I mean, coming off of uh, one hell of a steel cage match, um, enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, ramifications are huge. And especially for what, what NXT is. I mean, I'm really enjoying this version of NXT with a lot, if you think about it, a lot of influx of talent, you know, that used to be on the main roster. Like Baron Corbin has settled in very, very nicely. Yes. They were doing nothing with him but beating him. Uh, Mustafa Ali, another person doing very, very well in that division of you know nxt uh and there's a whole others but um we're talking about becky and we're talking about tiffany stratton don't know what they're going to do it'll be very very interesting to see what they're going to do yeah because it's it's like tiffany stratton obviously is gaining a lot of momentum a lot of buzz like you said they've shown her they showed her this past weekend at payback you know 
I think the mainstream WWE audience is starting to know who Tiffany Stratton is. She's got that championship title. And I think she's gotten better and better each and every week in the ring and on the microphone. But do you end that reign with Becky Lynch next week? Because with Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch keeps making history. Tommy, you mentioned the the cage match with Trish Stratus last weekend. I I said, you know, on the air that I think that's going to be in contention for one of the best matches of 2023. I loved that cage match on Saturday night. I did too. Uh, I thought the woman worked super duper hard. Great ending to a, a great story. Um, and then, you know, you saw the emergence with, you know, Zoe turning on Trish. Um, and, and what a performance Trish did. Again, and I mean, she looks amazing, but like an older wrestler. She's not that old, but she's up there in the sense of with her career. Um, a true legend, a true Hall of Famer has that performance, I'm sure she'll go away for a while and she'll come back when she wants. But she's, you know, busted her ass to get there. And the story, you know, was told it had a few hiccups. But at the end of the day, the two women went out there and gave a great payoff for their feud. Um, With this, I don't know where they're going to go. There's, man, I don't, uh, like I said, I don't know where they're going to go with that. It's, and, you know, it's uh, funny. It, it's going to be interesting, but it's funny because Tiffany Stratton had a promo a couple of weeks back. We talked about it where she talked and mentioned all the former NXT women's champions. And she mentioned Becky Lynch and everybody got on her on social media, just piled on about Becky Lynch never won, you know, the NXT women's championship. Know your history. OK, but well, I wonder if that was part of the story. Like you go back now and you're like. Was that on purpose? The one thing about NXT, Tommy, and I think there's probably a lot of fans that agree, and maybe a lot of fans that are, that don't know, don't know exactly who is the creative force as far as the writing and everything else. I know there's a lot of key players that we talk about. NXT is probably the best written show in all of pro wrestling. The storytelling is absolutely phenomenal. And I know, and I've said it here on the air too, Tommy, I know you're talking about a developmental territory. This is, you know, these are wrestlers that are finding their way. But when you give them good stories to tell, that makes things a lot better for the viewership and for the audience. And the stories, no wasted segments. Every wrestler seems to be a part of something. I mean, it's just a well-crafted top to bottom show on Tuesday nights. And now you're using, like you said, Baron Corbin. Becky Lynch is coming in. We know we're seeing main roster talent coming to NXT and vice versa. That just makes it even better. And to have this type of a match, you would automatically you would think like, well, this is Becky Lynch helping NXT and helping Tiffany Stratton. But on the other side, this is a championship title she's never held. So, like to your point, Tommy. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen next week. Like, to me, if there is one show that you need to watch next week, it's NXT because I honestly don't know what's going to happen in this main event. Uh, Agreed. I mean, you look at also, there's a thread throughout all the shows, Raw to NXT, even a little bit into SmackDown, with, um, like, Dominic having 
the North American title. Yep. Um, th there's where you just got to keep on watching different things. And like you said, yes. And it was one of my biggest pet peeves in the WWE because ECW, everybody had a storyline in WWE for a while. There was just people who were out there just to be out there and everybody should be involved in everything. Uh, it's, it's a football team. It's a baseball team. Everybody on every position has a, a purpose. And yes, I'm the pitcher, but I'm controlling the game with the catcher. But then once somebody gets the hit or somebody gets on base, then my fielders have to step up. So there, there's so many different uh, things to go about it. But like you said, like everyone, here's the biggest I want to, you know, I feel. And when you're doing stuff like that, it's an equal plane. At any time, your champions could lose. Mm -hmm. There are dominant champions, but I mean, you think about who the the dominant champion was. It was Braun Breaker, and he's now feuding. You know, he's still being a top guy, but he doesn't have the title. Um, there's like last night's match with Tiffany. I thought. Uh, who did she wrestle? Kiana. Kiana James. Kiana James. There was many opportunities that I was like, oh, they may put the belt on this on Kiana James. There's an evil e equal playing field across the board where anything could happen on NXT. That is why I enjoy it as well. There's amazing athleticism. They're doing this tournament, um, like, you know, bringing in Pete Dunn, like all this great stuff is happening across the board. It's a very, very enjoyable show where, yes, everybody has a little piece of something. Yes, some people are going to be involved in major storylines. Some people are going to be there. Or even the background people, background people have, they're being on TV and they're getting sprinkled in to the system. You look at those, you know, the tag team, everybody talking about the tag team. Here's this guy. Here's that guy. Backstage segments, like you said, like, you know, with... Uh, all these different people having something is key when you're running a television show on professional wrestling. This is former UFC champion, Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. If approved, applications are typically funded the next business day or sooner. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Applications subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
I'm watching the show with Violetta. And, you know, a lot of times Violetta puts up with the pro wrestling, Tommy, as you know. She's not exactly the biggest fan, but she knows that it's my livelihood and she knows it's my passion and my love. But when that show went off the air last night, she thought I did something to the TV. Like, she thought I did something with the DVR or something. She's like, what did you just do? It's like, what did you just do? Like, she got really angry at me because she's like, what happened? Go back. She's, I was like, what? Is this my wife that's actually talking? She's like, go back. What just happened? Like, it was the ultimate, like, Sopranos ending last night where it just goes to black. And you're like, what the hell happened? As frustrating as that is, Tommy, I have to watch next week to find out what the hell happened there between Von Wagner and Braun Breaker. I thought my TiVo finally shut down on me. And they said, you're the last one, but we got to close the doors. Um, yeah, I had the same thing. The, the show was a long overrun. Um, yes. And I thought something had happened as well. As you know, um, and you have taught me, like one thing we really can't have when we're on radio is dead air. Um, when you broke down talking about Bray, we were like a good 25 seconds where I was like, I have to say something here because we're on the air. Yeah. Um, I thought the same exact thing. I thought my TiVo shut off and I was like, wait, I, cause I have it set for, I think it's like 10, 10. And then it continues like, you know, it shuts off, but like you could go back and I watch and it's still showing me. And I'm hearing a little bit of noise and then it goes into whatever the next program is different. Uh, I don't mind being different, but you can have people thinking is something wrong with my TV or, Oh my God, that was so they, they don't show it. If you look at violence on television, hockey hits, football players getting hurt, they don't sh they don't show the replays anymore they they do not they'll show the hit and you know even on social media they'll try to swipe all that uh material away when last year when the player got had the heart attack on the field mm -hmm. they stopped showing the hit and now when players go down because they don't want to glorify the violence of what's going on but in the world absolutely yeah no, understandably in the world of pro wrestling, it is different, you know? But, but Tommy, really quick, remember back in the day and like... I was just going to say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say they need to bring back the Red X. I can't believe you <laughs> said that. You interrupted my thought with your thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> shit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't believe but, you interrupted my brain with but, your brain of the same thought. But, oh. but, you know, because this is the way my brain works, because I'm thinking about this all night, laying in bed, right? I'm thinking about that red X. But the red X was like, but, but Tommy, that's because that was a pre-taped show. So they're showing that, but they put the red X in there because this is too violent for TV. We can't show this, so we put the red X. So you know something's happening, but you can't see it. But this is live. So it's almost like 
They didn't pull the plug on the audio, but they pulled the plug on the visual because what just happened was so violent and so grotesque for television that they had to pull the plug on the visual so that the the actual live audience wasn't able to see it. That's like what was going through my head when I was replaying it in my mind while I'm laying in bed last night. Yeah. um, If you look at the shot and WWE does this, they're the best. They're the they do these things great when the actual hit the camera was high the camera wasn't the cameraman was low Mm -hmm. but the shot was high in the sense of i see the steps i know what's about to happen it's implied violence he picks the steps up boom and then they went to black they didn't ever really show it um I would have stayed with it and then had, you know, Vic be like, we can't air this. We can't air this, uh, you know, pop off of headset, kind of like Gordon Soli esque like, well, we're not going to talk about this or, you know, we have a match, you know, you're out of, you're, we're out of time. We'll tend to this next week. Or if it's something that is so horrific, you just, it, it was a risk. But like yeah. I said, you don't want to have the risk of my TV messed up or that somebody in the control truck deemed that this was too violent. So it's wonderfully done, has people talking about it. Uh, don't know if it was positive or negative what people are talking about or confusion. You just want like, man, I have to see what the hell happened to that person. Um And I've been involved in the most violent acts in professional wrestling. And yes, I guess the times have changed, um, but they show it without showing it. They really, really did it in the sense of like theatrically. I enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, We have to see. And like you said, that red X meant, holy crap, this is, this is something. Um, how they shot it was brilliant. And I would have continued that. Like, don't show the replay, like have, have everyone so appalled as of what happened, but yes, different and different is usually like, I'm in a big fan of different is good. Hi everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports, NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. The legendary Al Snow. Sir, how are you this morning? And thank you so much for the time. Oh, no. Thank you guys very much for the time. I really appreciate being on Busted Open. I'm always a big fan of Busted Open Radio. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, even back in the you know the early days on Sirius when you, you first started up, I always enjoyed listening to uh, the Busted Open Radio. Good to now know, you... Tommy. We had some fans back in the day because certainly the executives at Sirius XM weren't, but they are now because we're bringing in the money. Uh, but, yeah. but, but, <laughs> but but talking about that and business and success and keeping your head above water, I'm sure that the series is going to be about a lot of that as well, right? Uh, yeah, the series 
uh, wrestlers. Uh, BBC America was here last summer. They were they were here from like the end of May to the end of August. And um, I don't know if you guys know Greg Whiteley. Uh, Greg Whiteley was the director and producer of uh, Last Chance You and uh, Cheer, which if you've not had an opportunity to watch either one of those docuseries, I couldn't encourage you more to do so. I mean, uh, just brilliant and uh, really honestly just spectacular, really good. And uh, um, he was the exec, you know, producer and the director of of wrestlers. Um, he was here, and uh, I, you know, I can't wait to to see what he's done. None of us here have gotten an opportunity to watch the series yet. Uh, all we've gotten to do is basically uh, see the trailer, but I can assure you that it's not a reality show. It is it is a documentary. He came and they were here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, literally documenting everything as far as, you know, you know, the wrestlers, as far as the company was concerned, as far as the the you know successes the failures the trials the tribulations everything i mean it's you know it shows a very real look at you know at the wrestling business and at the wrestlers and and running uh, a wrestling promotion yeah. uh i've had the pleasure of knowing al for almost my entire career we've been friends for a long long time i think it was awesome to see not only ovw but yourself trending last week in a, in a positive manner uh, and I know you, you know, been working on this project and I also know how much, you know, OVW means to you. I mean, you put it in your entire life uh, to it um, f for you. Uh, I'm, I love the fact that you haven't even seen like the thing before uh, mm -hmm. just because it's, it's going to be uh, good. Do you know, like, did they specifically like, I remember beyond the mat. And then by the way, uh -huh. I just saw Barry Blaustein, uh, the, director of all that at terry's yeah. funeral and he's uh doing well but um Good. that original one was supposed to be looking at five wrestlers it turned out to be looking at three because right. the bigger story involved did they have like a, a journey or a path like hey we're gonna follow jesse goddard's or shira like yourself yeah yeah <laughs> excuse me they there's an overall story which is you know the uh, operation of OVW and, you know, the struggles that are going on there. Um, and then, uh, you know, then there are a couple wrestlers, several wrestlers. I mean, all the wrestlers with OVW will get screen time. That's for sure. Um, but they highlight or focus on uh, one's cash, uh, cash flow. He's kind of an older guy that's been doing this for probably 20 or plus years, has a family. He's kind of at the you know, it's a make or break type of story for him, you know, uh, focuses on Haley J. She's a young up and coming talent. She's got a lot of charisma. She's very talented and she's at the start of her career. Yet they're going to focus on Jesse. I'm sure, uh, you know, being the guy that's been at a bigger level and been on a higher platform and now is kind of reinventing himself and getting, you know, trying to for another run. And then uh, I know that they're also focusing on Shira as well. And uh, and a couple others, I believe they'll they'll you know put some focus on throughout the uh, series. If you've watched Cheer, it's it's very much uh, I'm, I would imagine it's going to be a very similar formula to Cheer in that there was the overall arcing story of that they were preparing for this competition, you know, this big 
competition in Florida uh, as a team. And then they would take individual teams and kind of tell their individual stories uh, and highlight them and their personalities and how they played out in the team. So, you know, and I, I think that'll be kind of what they'll do a little bit with with this. I know that they're, they also followed us to uh, almost every live event we did last summer. Uh, and we did probably two or three a week last summer and uh, they got a lot of the footage at those, at those places as well. So, you know, I, again, I have no idea what they've, what they've put together. I have no idea what kind of uh, true story they're going to tell, uh, you know, I don't know how anyone looks or comes across, you know, in the, uh, in the documentary. Um, so when it, it hits, I, like I'll be just like everybody else watching for the very first time and taking it all in, but I'm excited. I think, you know, uh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of the, the wrestlers themselves. I think it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for OVW, you know, and is going to help to, get some uh, exposure and, you know, make it a little more relevant than what it's been in the past and is going to help really everyone's efforts here in OVW, what we've been trying to do for the last several years to uh, bring it back up. You know, Al, we started off uh, today's show, Tommy and I talking about respect and we're uh -huh. kind of going over the last couple of weeks, how unfortunately as successful as wrestling has been, um, everybody seems to be more concerned about some of the things that are happening outside the ring and behind the scenes. Yeah. And it kind of does right. go back to the foundation of respect. I'm sure OVW and yourself, that's probably one of the things that you embed into your students and to teach them is about respect. But do you feel like respect has kind of become a lost art in pro wrestling? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that, you know, and I think Tommy will help me to attest to this, that, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, when I broke in, there were, there were, you know, there were rules to this, rules of etiquette that were intrinsic uh, to the art of professional wrestling, meaning that they were there and they served purposes that allowed the business and the talent within it to operate and to continue to be successful. Um, and it, allow that you know because you've got to understand we we live in such a dichotomous uh industry in the sense that you have the responsibility you you individually have the responsibility that once you are on a promoter's platform their tv or their show once you walk through the curtain it's your responsibility to make yourself a star make yourself an attraction but you can't do that without the help of everyone else on the show and yet at the same time, they're all wanting to do the very same thing that you're wanting to do and are competing with you to do it, but are willing to what we call do the favor uh, and take a step back because they felt that it was for the greater good uh, because, you know, that's why, you know, we all shake each other's hands and we all say thank you to each other. Even Vince will do so because of the fact that we all need each other because I think it's in regards to respect, I think in this business, and those rules that applied to help us remember that at the end of the day, you can't be the main event without the opening match. And you can't be the opening match without the main event. You can't win if somebody's not willing to do the favor and lose. And you sometimes can't even lose when the other guys don't sometimes want to win, you know? And so 
you're really, you're nothing without everyone else. And yet the objective is to be something more than everyone else so that you can help everyone else not only survive, but thrive. And those rules have been forgotten because they're just not being passed along anymore. And in OBW, I, I very much make it a point to, you know, regardless of people calling the old school, which is an insane and ridiculous comment to make, because in order for me to be old school, there's got to be a new school and there's not, because in order for there to be a new school, you've got to come up with something new that's fake that hasn't been fake in wrestling the entire time that we've it's existed. And that is the only thing that's fake in wrestling is just the finish. And that's the only thing we're selling. And that's the only thing the audience wants to pay to believe in. And that, you know, until you come up with something new, then you're going to have a new school. But right now you, you got the same school I've got and therefore I'm not old school, but I do believe in teaching those values and those lessons and those rules to all of the talent in OVW and expect them to adhere to it. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I, I can hear his voice and he, people come in the back and he's like, what was the business? What was the business at hand? And it's, it's almost become like an Al Snow quote. And then they look at him and if there's a pause or they don't know, then they don't understand the business. Right. And then he's asked, then he'll be like, what's the what, the why, and the how. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, and then he'll sit down and discuss with them. And, and like, listen, me and Al, uh, we've had different experiences uh, being in this business, but some of our, my text exchange where I recently just sent, uh, sent him a clip of him wrestling Bruiser Brody with his tag partner. And he goes, oh, poor Bruiser. Uh, Brody, what he break his nose? Yeah, Victor Lewis. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, nose. "Oh, yeah, that poor guy. He broke his nose." And I was like, "Oh, I just saw where it happened, but <laughs> it was because that guy wasn't ready to be in the ring." Yeah. And then, but Al told me even a crazier story that when he was wrestling, he you know didn't know his and he was beaten so bad he went blind. Yeah, I did in my left eye. Half yeah, an hour, for a couple of days, hour, eh, I would just yeah. go blind for a few days. But yeah. that's a different business. Yeah. But because Al was pretty much green, and then, yeah. but guess what? Al learned a very valuable lesson that <laughs> <laughs> is sight back. But he, uh, you know, he teaches a much differently that way. And and listen, I've known Al was did MMA. Al was also at the time an indie darling because I remember like the hey we're doing this NWA ECW tournament. Like oh wait, there's this guy Al Snow. He's the best worker. In, and it was before there was an internet. It was, he had this buzz about him. And then it went to like, you know, hey, I'm a main eventer, then to WWE. So, I mean, the guy has done it all. So, I mean, but that, everything that was taught to him, he's paying it forward, uh, teaching others. So thank you for doing that because I've been a part of your OVW experience and it is, it's a great experience for wrestlers well, to, to be a part of it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I mean, I'm very proud of what we do, you know, what we've done here in OVW. We've, you know, we got the the training facility, the train, training school actually accredited by the state office of proprietary education as an actual trade school. So we're the only ones in the world that, you know, uh, are actually accredited as an actual trade school uh, for professional wrestling and sports entertainment and broadcasting. We don't just teach the in-ring skills 
We teach people how to operate a camera, how to do lighting. We, you know, I have a history class. I literally like tonight, I'll teach a history class where I teach what, you know, the slang that we use, the vernacular that we use. And I actually teach the definitions of what those words really mean and how they're actually used. And, and then I teach the etiquette and, and then I teach, you know, like this week, I gave them last week homework that they were to, I gave them a list of territories, old territories, and they were to, they're going to come in tonight and give me who the promoters were, why the territories were significant, who was their top star, all of those things so that they really know and understand the wrestling business. Because Tommy, I mean, how many times we've been in a locker room and, you know, you ask one of the younger, you know, talent or, you know, even the last 10, 20 years and, you know, you know, what about this? Or what about who, what about this wrestler? And they're like, who's that? Who, who's, who's Terry Funk? Who's, who's Dusty Rhodes? You know, they, they don't know because they just don't go and, and research or care enough or be passionate enough to learn the people that came before them. And, you know, we, I really try to instill a lot of that back into the talent here in OVW and, you know, uh, even before we, you know, got on Netflix, we've been, you know, doing great. We, you know, do live TV, two hours of TV every single week uh, outside of WWE and AEW. I think we're the only ones that do that, um, do live, actual live television. And we're on, you know, we do that on fight every, every Thursday night, seven o'clock to nine o'clock Eastern. And, you know, um, and we're just plugging away. I mean, we just keep going, you know, so you know, um, I'm really proud of what we've, what we've accomplished over, over the last several years. And, and, you know, and I'm really hoping that I, uh, we can develop and make this place into something that for wrestlers that have had an opportunity and had a run on a high, a bigger platform, say WWE or AW or someplace, it, it can be a place they can come make a living. Granted, it's not going to be as great a living as what they did somewhere else, but they can make a living, reinvent themselves, and then potentially get another opportunity at another run uh, with one of those larger platforms. And then it'd be a venue for younger talent that have no place to go, no real experience or understanding to actually come in and be a part of the real wrestling business, you know, be on TV, know how to perform on, because I don't need to tell you, Tommy, performing on TV is completely different than performing at a live event and knowing how to do that and having that experience and getting that experience on live TV long before and on a regular basis before you ever get an opportunity on live TV. Because the last place you want to be the first time you've went out on live TV is when you have an opportunity like in WWE or aw you know you you it's a sink or swim swim type of situation and if you've never done it you've not had that opportunity then you know you've never had a place to learn it then you're going to be you're going to be in trouble you know i mean let's face it when aw first started they used a lot of independent talent and those independent talent you know a lot of the criticism was that they didn't know they didn't even know the simplest of skills of knowing where the hard camera was let alone, you know, how to play towards a camera or how to perform towards a camera and, and, you know, utilize that television time to its fullest extent. And, you know, by, by having them here and having them operate on a weekly basis on live television, they, they gain that experience uh, in so many different ways. So. 
Um, Al, when it comes to this show, and again, we're talking with Al Snow, and the show is The Wrestlers that debuts September 13th on Netflix, and Netflix is one hell of a platform to have yeah. the show on. I mean, everybody, you know, in 2023 has Netflix, Al, but, you know, I know that this is going to be centered and focused on the wrestlers and, and, you know, the wrestlers learning the ropes under your guidance. How much of the show is about just the survival of OVW? Because I'm sure, like, with investors and everything uh-huh. of keeping OV, OVW afloat, I'm sure that's a story unto itself. <laughs> Yeah, and that it is that is a story within the show as well. It definitely is a focus. Uh, you know, um, they it does focus on my relationship with uh, one of the co-owners. Uh, well, the other co-owners that came in and have the majority share now: uh, Craig Greenberg, Matt Jones, Jeff Tuvlin. Uh, you know, and it focuses on that. And you know, we don't get along. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, we just, you know, we haven't gotten along. We we are getting along. We're working together, you know, um, and, uh, you know, trying to uh, develop a, um, a sense and doing, doing, you know, coming along uh, to enable uh, OVW to not just survive, but thrive. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, that's really all we all want is we really want it to thrive you know we want it to grow and we want it to um you know go to the next level and uh you know but it does focus a lot on that you know it's not easy um tommy will tell you i mean he he worked in ecw and you know uh he can tell you that you know the number one rule in professional wrestling that you'll learn uh and it's the number one rule and it is the best thing that we do here in ovw better than anybody else and that is how to take shit and make shoe polish. It doesn't matter what the problem is. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is you're attempting to do. You just got to figure out a way to do it. And, um, and, and that's what we do every single week. And I, you know, I'm sure Tommy can tell you tons of stories where he and Taz and Bubba and Paul all did those things, you know, in ECW as well. Uh, speaking of which, and that brings me to my last question, uh, the most important question, uh, how yeah. is Head doing and did Head hold out for a lot of money for Netflix? <laughs> uh, Head's doing great. Uh, you know, we still argue all the time, but uh, again, we're working on our relationship as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they, they've been holding out. They, they didn't want to make an appearance on the show. Uh, they did at one point make a cameo, uh, but uh that was enough for them. They were like, look, nice. uh, if, you know, Netflix isn't willing to pony up the money for head, then uh, you're not going to get head. So everybody wants it. Busted open as part of the Sirius XM sports podcast network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.